Hello and welcome to the Stuff Podcast. My name is Toby Shepchak and this week I am in New York for a launch of a very exciting Sonos product and what we've been waiting for, much rumored Sonos's own voice assistant. I'm speaking to Jeff Dedarian, who is the VP for the product program leadership at Sonos. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Nice so, to see you. You too. And I mean, it's been fantastic. You've been working on this product, I'm sure, for a long time and yes. the voice assistant. And here you have it. It's out in the open. I've got to say, I've listened to the sound quality of the new Ray. It's really good. Thank you. And I'm very pleased that the voice assistant is not made by any of the other big manufacturers um, and stays on device. So it must, be, uh, it must be great to have this all out in the public now. We're, we're thrilled. We're thrilled to be able to, to launch, um, launch both, both Sonos Ray, our new entry soundbar, as well as our, our voice assistant. So let's just talk about the Ray first, because it's a fascinating entry for you. I'm not going to use the word uh, budget, but it is a much more affordable speaker. And I've seen with the, with the Rome SL that, you know, just shaving a bit of the price off makes it available to a lot more people who otherwise wouldn't be able to be a part of the Sonos ecosystem. Yes, we're always looking at our portfolio and trying to evaluate uh, where, where is there a gap? Where can we debut a new product that can, that can address a different audience segment um, or, or get a few more people to enjoy Sonos sound, right? And with, with Ray specifically, we've been investing in home theater uh, for, a, for a while now, right? Yes. Starting with Play Bar, um, in the past two years, it's been really interesting, uh, both in the shift that's occurred within people's homes. Obviously, during the pandemic, there's Indeed. been a lot more investment in the home. Um, so really doubling down on home theater has been important to us. And um, with a product like Ray, uh, yes, price point is a piece of it, but it's also really delivering on the value that comes with the Sonos system, uh, really, really nailing sound quality, simplicity, and not compromising on design have been the three three pillars of that product. I mean, I think you nailed two of the most important things for me. The first is is sound quality. Obviously, you've got Thank to have you. a good product, but simplicity. You know, I've I've used the analogy of a car for 20 years. First about computers, now about smartphones. Most people want to get in a car, turn the key, or these days you don't just you push the start stop button. Yes, and and. I don't want to know. I'm not a driver and a mechanic. I'm just a driver. I just want to play right. it. And, and that's been my experience with Sonos. It's, it's set up is minimal. I got introduced to it by an excited friend in London. You know, it seems to be just about everyone I speak to has the same word of mouth experience of discovering Sonos. And it's simple. It's easy to use. Yes. And it just keeps working. Absolutely. That the simplicity is one of our, our core foundations, right? And with, with Ray especially, in our research, we find one in 10 televisions globally is connected to an external audio solution. Yes. Right. And it's not just price point, as you say. We think that simplicity is one of those barriers. People can get overwhelmed by having to connect multiple inputs or run wires or... Um, having to juggle an extra remote, right? So we yeah. take all of those barriers away. You have a remote, we'll just learn how to use it. We don't need Great. wires to connect anything, we're, we're good. There's only yeah. one connection to the television and then you provide power and you're good. Yeah. And, and as you said, we've been working on our setup flow uh, in the Sonos platform for, for years. So each product we improve it and we make it 
even more simple to use. I'm impressed to hear that you you, you backwardly update the software for all the other products. Yes. Uh, Giles, your VP of, of, of sound, was talking about how when you perfect something with the Ray, then you retrospectively introduce it to all the other products, which is fantastic. That's right. That's right. The Sonos system that you buy today should sound better in the future, which is interesting. And sometimes we'll even listen to a tuning, for instance. So a good example of what Giles is talking about is when we, when we uh, evolved the home theater line and we worked on Playbase, we learned a lot. Right? So we actually rolled an update to PlayBar at that time that made music sound better because we knew we could do better with our, our signal processing. So we're always looking for those opportunities. I have an arc underneath my television. I mean, the setup was so simple. It comes with a piece of cardboard that you, you put it the right size. I, 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 I use centimeters and like inches. So yes. I had to like work it out. And, and luckily I did that because I'd, I'd measured it wrong. You put the little cardboard cutout under your TV, mark the wall, drill it in. I mean, I did this all yeah. myself. It was really simple. Yes. And what I love about it more than anything else is there's something wrong with the way people make movies. You can't hear what anyone says anymore. And I know there's a big movement and lots of articles and lots of directors want it to be more authentic so you can't really hear if the guy's wearing an oxygen mask. Mm -hmm. or, but actually... I can't hear what they're saying. That's right. Also, I'm a night person. My wife's asleep. My son's asleep. You know, every time there's a, a, a chase or an explosion, that's unnecessarily loud. You can't hear the voice. So like, I'm constantly turning it up and down. I installed the Beam, set up these two features that come with the app, and I'm a really happy consumer. I can hear what people are saying, and I don't have to like madly mute the television every time something right. blows up. That's right. I mean, th that exact scenario, you are not alone. People, people watching their content yeah. with subtitles on yeah. uh, and with the remote in their hand. And that's not an enjoyable experience. I didn't it's, want to admit that about the subtitles, but I, I honestly do. I like rewind yeah. episodes and right. go, what did they say? Yeah, that's one of the number one reasons people want to upgrade their television audio. Because with these big, beautiful screens that are thinner, thinner bezels, higher resolution, it often comes at the expense of audio. Well, I say this to, to people, it's, it's simply physically not possible. Speakers need space. Yes. They need actual space. And the thinner the television gets, there's no, I forget what the phrase is, like a yeah. void. You need yeah, a, acoustic volume. Acoustic volume. You yes. need like physical space for the sound to reverberate, literally. Right. And the yes. thinner the TV, the less you get from that. So uh, right. you have this great picture and this awful quality sound right i mean that's not that's not the television's priority yeah right it's our priority which is which is why we make sound bars that can complement the tv they can live around the tv where you don't have to compromise on on fit on design yeah. or sound right and that's the focus i mean one of my friends got quite angry with me on, and and i had to defend you on your behalf or oh, defend all makers of sound bars and he was like it's a it's a trick they're trying to get me to buy a second product and i said to him it isn't the thinner the tv the worse the sound quality it's called the laws of physics yeah it's you know so sure you have to buy it but I'm going to buy a good quality TV from Samsung, but frankly, I think Sonos are the gold standard in audio. Also, it connects with my whole house system. It right. works brilliantly. 
um, you know, if I'm going to buy a good quality television, I'm going to buy an equally good quality soundbar from a company whose only product is sound products. Right. Um, call that, me old-fashioned. I appreciate that. Now, thank you for defending defending us there. But but you're right, and 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 you made a good point in there as well. The value of this is not just in home theater. It's also a music player, yeah. right? And we're tuned for music and home theater content because those are those are different sources of content. They have to be tuned appropriately. So the magic there of being able to listen to more music in your living room, in your bedroom, you know, waking yeah. up to a waking up to a uh, um, an alarm that's your favorite uh, playlist is 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 just amazing, right? Yeah. So as opposed to a four-year-old. Screaming, <laughs> right? The kids wake up a lot nicer when it's music. <laughs> I, I find in my house, at least. You know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but your your South African distributor Maurice van Heerden schooled me because I said to him, "I never want a speaker with built-in microphones. I only ever want the SL version because I'm never going to use Alexa or uh-huh. Google or Siri or any of those. You know, I, I don't trust them. I, I, okay." I want, I don't need, I mean, I tell my mother-in-law everything I think about her. Hi, Liz. Um, but I don't want, you know, Alexa to be collecting my voice data. You know, I, I'm paranoid about potential deep fake use, but also my data being sold. So, so he pointed out to me that actually those microphones aren't there for a voice assistance. They're there to sense the size of the room, where the audio is doing, how it's working. And he told me a really funny story where he jumped in the pool with his Rome. Mm-hmm. And whilst he was in the pool, after a second or two, the Rome adjusted <laughs> yes. to the underwater capacity <laughs> yes. and played it. Now, now I'm determined to, to double check this. Being a good, responsible <laughs> journalist, I can't take anyone's word. You I have, have to, to double try check it. Yourself. Yeah. So, so, you know, as soon as the temperature warms up a little bit, I'm going to jump in the pool with my Rome <laughs> to d- double check if it really works. But I, yeah. I mean, I thought that is a brilliant example of like hidden features you know yeah. it's like you turn the, the the key in the car and mm-hmm. you have no idea your car has a turbo or a right right those delighters right yeah. i love hearing stories like that about people uh discovering new features they didn't know existed right the the automatic true play with rome with yeah. with, with move uh great features because we know everyone's environment is different especially outdoors and we had to be able to allow the speaker to adjust its own sound so that that's a great one little things though like people discover oh i didn't know you could press and hold on the play pause button and then group and ungroup different rooms yeah that that's oh, a few, those little discoveries. I shouldn't admit on this podcast that I didn't know you could do <laughs> that's that. Why, that's what why we don't thing. we don't often talk about a lot of those those little details because when people discover them, it's magical. It really is. I mean, one of the the nicest features, in fact, the, the speaker in my house that gets the most play is the Move. Yeah, and and it sits on the kitchen counter. Yep, me too. And I, I can't tell you how often my wife or I just press the play or pause button to stop listening to music yeah something's happening our son's screaming someone's calling yeah i mean that is just so convenient yeah it's great it's great that so that product uh with rome and the, and the three new colors we're introducing today we're, we're really excited about that not just being a product you take on the go but i found a lot of people discovering even within the home you get a room of music and you discover these spaces in your home, you didn't realize you needed music. Yeah. Right? Throw it in the laundry basket while you go downstairs, and then you're folding your laundry, yeah. uh, bringing it in the bathroom, and then eventually, you know what? I'm going to put 
a dedicated speaker there because I just am always bringing my move into the bathroom or my, my roam into the bathroom. So Well, well actually, I, I literally take the roam with me. I nice. listen to podcasts while I'm shaving. Or, yes. And, and I, like, while I listen on the tinny speaker of my phone, I'm actually a big listener to news. I yeah. like news websites that read me the news. Why? Because... It's like a podcast. You can be doing something else. Right. And in fact, I've been listening to podcasts and audible through the room. Yep. And in my, you know, during lockdown, I ended up moving into the sitting room as my study. That's the speaker in arguably the biggest, most cavernous space in my house. It's got a very big A, uh, A A-shaped ceiling. And yet, it's fantastic. Yeah. I I never, I never feel like I'm, like I should, you know, buy a one or something and put it in there because mm-hmm. frankly the Rome works fantastically and That's it's great. Great to really hear. compact yes yeah it, it's one of those products that that again for its size it's it's surprising and that's what we're always going for it's like how do we deliver that surprising sound for its size because that's when people feel like they've gotten the value right and you say you know what it's small it's compact uh, of course the price point is very very attractive but man it's giving me more than I expected yeah, and, yeah. And that's super important to us. I mean, I, I should be like, I shouldn't be so gushy, you know. I'm supposed to be in a, a, a <laughs> no, put you on your it. spot. I, I like but, it. I like it. I mean, when I opened the move, the, the, the simplicity of the charging ring on the yes. base, I mean, it's so Apple-esque. I know you can't say that, but I can. I mean, the packaging, the paper packaging, mm-hmm. the, the fact that the, the arc and the Beam 2 have little cardboard cutouts for how you mount it on yes. the wall. Yeah. Such simplicity, yeah. you know, that the Rome has a, has a, a, a wireless charging plate. Yes. You know, you just plug it in and put it down on top That's of it. That's right. It's like, it's that kind of simplicity that, you know, 20 years of writing about technology mm-hmm. for consumers. Like it's, why doesn't everyone else do it? Yeah, you know? it, it's that attention to detail, really, yeah. right? Yeah. Because all of that simplicity all of the ease of use and making it so so easy to from setup unboxing that entire experience yeah. through using it for for many years is really hard to do and it comes with a lot of discussion a lot of trade-offs and and years of development to get it just right you know one one thing that comes to mind with Sonos Ray is if you've ever plugged in an optical port you know that it goes in one orientation yeah it's a port that's kind of kind yeah. of hard little fiddly little fiddly so on the back of ray we actually implemented uh, an omnidirectional optical port so you can plug great. it in, in any of four orientations great that little detail that hopefully people don't even realize but they just plugged it in and it and it worked yeah that's what we're going for i mean it's an unusual thing because that was a that that optical cable was it was a godsend for years yes. i used to use it with the mac mini yeah when my mac mini was my media server mm-hmm. like really simple but it kind of like you know stopped getting used people ignored it but it is a really you know it's like these xlr cables we're using right. to record this podcast it's a technology that's solid it's old it's reliable it works it works it works and it's still there right and and when we think about televisions and for ray we want to make sure we can reach the broadest audience possible so we want to make sure it'll interface with televisions that go back in time. Yeah. Average refresh cycle for a TV, six to seven years. Yeah. So we have to be backward looking quite a long time, yeah. as well as forward looking. Yeah. Optical ports are still being included in televisions today, even with HDMI ARC and eARC, uh, because it is simple, it's stable, 
and it allows for that that interconnect to be you know very common with soundbars. So it's uh, it's definitely definitely been a been a nice connection for the Sonos Ray. Indeed, and I mean uh, this is a this is a this is a good product I think in terms of your your range of products. Thank you now offer something for just about every market segment from you know entry level to the arc at the very top. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and when you think about uh, the ways you can configure ho- your home theater, because with all three of those products, the Ray, Beam Gen 2, and Arc, you can add surrounds. Yes. You can add a subwoofer, yes. e- even with the Ray. Yeah. So you can do that at day one. You can do that at, at you know, a year in. You want to you wanna upgrade. You can move the Ray to the bedroom, step up to a Beam, step up to an Arc. All that flexibility is there because we don't want you to replace a Sonos product. We yeah. want you to add on to your system. Jeff, thank you very much for, for this uh, insight into what Sonos is doing with your products and uh, best of luck. Thank you. Now we're going to have a quick word with the man who actually invented and pioneered the voice assistant. Hi, so I'm Joseph Duro, VP of Voice Experience at Sonos. So Joe, you, you ran a smart French startup that does voice assistance and audio processing and you found yourself part of what is, I'm sure, a really great Sonos experience, let's call them a family, because mm-hmm. uh, now your voice assistant is there for me to say, hey, Sonos, play soppy song I'd like to play for my wife right now. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about the evolution of the voice assistant and how you became part of Sonos. So, uh, Snips had been founded like six, seven years before the acquisition. We built uh, a lot of technology and from the very beginning we had that bet, that thesis that on-device processing was going to bring value uh, to this industry and also that it was possible, right? Because that was the open question at the very yes. beginning. And over the last couple of years, you know, we worked hard and to show and to bring the demonstration that actually if you have a different approach, right? Because we're not solving the same problem as the general purpose voice assistant. But if you're solving a different problem, which is, you know, focusing on what users are asking you the most, because we know that controlling music is the reason that people use voice for the most. If you focus on that, you can actually have a, an experience that's fully private, fully fast and fully accurate. And, you know, we're super excited we got there. It's fascinating to me that you, you've kind of built privacy into it. It, it. it stays on device. I'm sure you can't say this, but I'm very happy to say it's not Amazon and it's not Google and it's not Siri and you're not going to take my information and try and market something to me. You just want to play me good music. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the core ambition of Sonos is to provide a great listening experience and yes, like that's the core focus of what we're doing. Great. So mm-hmm. if I want to play a little black coffee superman Mm -hmm. Um, your voice assistant can do that for me yeah of course and what do you feel now that this this is out in the public you've probably worked for you know nearly a decade behind the scenes and now your masterpiece is you know on display in the gallery as it were it must feel like a real achievement well yeah you know when you're launching a startup it's all about having an idea an ambition and ideas and you're like at the very early days, it's all about your message and you know, like what you're saying and that new idea. But there's a whole difference, especially on these kind of topics we're talking about, like deep technology. There's a whole difference between saying something is possible and putting it into the hands of people, yes. right? And the strength of the demonstration is entirely different. So that's why we're super happy that on June 1st, people will have you know, 
it's going to be concrete, it's going to be tangible. Yeah, you cannot see it, but it's going to be in front of you. You can talk to it. And this is an entirely new voice experience. And, you know, that's something that we're quite excited to be building up on uh, because that's only the beginning. Great. Thank you, Joe. You've been listening to The Stuff Podcasts. Thank you very much. Please like us or subscribe wherever you get it. My name is Toby Shapshak. Our director of audio is Hans Baumgarten and the executive producer is Sally Hudson. Please don't forget to like us or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can read more on stuff.co.za.